when we lose ourselves in relationships, we can start to make everything revolve around the other person and we ignore our own needs. We, we betray ourselves. We abandon ourselves and we lose pieces of ourselves along the way. We start to forget who we are. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking all about the hidden costs of losing yourself in relationships. Um, We're going to cover this from a few different angles. So we're going to be talking about how the fear of losing ourselves in relationship can actually keep us from beautiful connections. What is required to maintain a sense of self, our confidence, who we are, and how to actually be able to allow ourselves to expand in relationships without these fears of of losing ourselves holding us back while still maintaining that that sense of of self in a really powerful way like like to really empower yourself in that way so lots to cover on this one this is one that has been coming up with so many different people um, it has come up in my own life as well before this is this is a big one this is there's a there's so much involved here in so many layers and nuance you know how I feel about the nuance that we're going to unpack so I do want to remind you that uh, I have my free 15 page guide uh, that you can sign up for called where do we begin all about building the the foundation for healthy relationships and I have to tell you that it, it I, I always try to make what I put out into the world super tangible and easy to implement and that was exactly how I designed that that free guide for you as well, is if you go through that, there are tools in there that you can actually start utilizing in your relationships, romantic or platonic relationships, right away at literally as soon as you read the guide and you will start seeing uh, a positive result from that. So go grab that guide. It's been really popular. Um, and that was a question that I just get the most often is people are like, okay, you know, this is awesome. All these, I've been listening to the podcast and all these things. And where do I even start to actually do some of this? So go grab your guide. It's all in the show notes. It's called Where Do We Begin? And it'll all be there for you or over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. Um, I also want to let you know too that my my men's group, my brand new men's group um, coaching program, which is eight weeks long, is starting on Tuesday, November 1st. Um, if you are not listening to this in real time, if you're listening to it after the fact, not to worry. The uh, the sign up to jump on the interest list for when it, when it reopens again the next time is in the show notes and you can jump on there so that you will 
will be the first to get notified. There's also like VIP um, pricing that I give out if you're on the the wait list, like all of those types of things. Um, and my women's group coaching program, Becoming You, which is six weeks long, it starts on Wednesday, November 9th. So again, if you if you miss that date, make sure to jump on the interest list. Um, everything will be listed in the show notes and you will be good to go either way, but hopefully you can make it for this round because it's definitely the last time I am running it this year. And I, I'm not totally sure what the iteration of the women's group is going to look like um, in 2023. So make sure to jump over there. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about this more. The hidden costs of losing yourself in relationships. What, I, I mean, first of all, like, what does it even mean to lose ourselves in relationships? What, what do I mean by that? How can that affect future relationships? Um, it's, it's difficult because when we lose ourselves in relationships, we can, we can start to make everything revolve around the other person and around the relational, the relational entity itself. So there's always three different entities in every relationship. There's, there's us, there is the other person, and then there is the relationship itself. And when we start to make it all about the other person and all about the relationship, and we ignore our own needs, we we betray ourselves, we abandon ourselves, and we lose pieces of ourselves along the way, we start to forget who we are. We start to, to lose our sense of self. Maybe we even um, start abandoning our our friends or interests or like like important things in our life in the name of maintaining the relationship. And when we go through experiences like that, Often, you know, well, most people, I think it would be safe to say, have had the experience where you did that in a relationship. I have done that in a relationship before. And and it, it can instill some fear going into your next relationship because you're worried that that's going to happen again. So it can have an enormous impact, that this reverberating effect on future relationships too, because... It it has us it has us scared of of opening up again because we're like okay well I better just close myself off protect myself so that I don't lose myself again because I refuse to go through the pain of that again and this is why it's really important to cultivate healthy relationships with ourselves first and foremost and with the people in our lives and there's there's always this this balance that's going to come up between being open and receptive versus completely losing ourselves again in the next relationship and in every relationship there's usually one person who is more afraid of losing the relationship and one person who is more afraid of losing themselves typically that's how the dynamic can often play out a little bit and often when we have done so much work on ourselves after unhealthy relationships. There can actually be even more fear about so-called going back to repeating old patterns and losing the sense of self because we often had to work through such devastating heartbreak and not just like not only the heartbreak of losing the other person of losing the relationship, but the heartbreak of losing the pieces of ourselves and having to regain that. And, and sometimes we, we explain away losing ourselves in relationship all in the name of maintaining it. And I've played that game. I, I have, I've tried to fit the shape of whatever, whatever the relationship needed for love to grow in, in a past uh, relationship. But the pieces I lost along the way of myself 
took far longer to recover than getting over the heartbreak of finally choosing to end the relationship. I was mostly over the devastating heartbreak in a matter of months. If you want more information on on that relationship, it was a, a nine-year relationship I was in. There was a very dramatic uh, series of events that uh, led to me ending that relationship. So you can check out episode 117, uh, all about the nine-year affair for more on that. But I, I was I was mostly over the, the very devastating heartbreak in a matter of months. It actually surprised me that, that I moved through it um, a little bit more quickly than I thought that I that I would and I am not someone who gets over things easily and I don't mean that that I got over it easily at all uh but I I was I would say within about eight months I was feeling pretty good about it but the recovery from losing myself took years it's only been in the past year that I have finally felt like a true sense of wholeness emerging from within in new ways that I have never experienced like this before in really beautiful ways that that I've I've never experienced this this level of of belonging within myself and and congruence within myself but it was the pieces of myself that I lost that took so much longer to recover because often we have the most difficult time forgiving ourselves in, in situations or for allowing certain things to happen or for abandoning or betraying ourselves or whatever it is. It's often ourselves that we have the most difficulty forgiving. And, and then trying to regain that sense of self sometimes, you can almost feel like you're starting at square one. And, and that wasn't quite how I felt, but but you can have those moments potentially where you're like, okay, who who even am I anymore? Like, what are my interests? Um, what do I want to do in life? Like, who who am I on a core level without the outside influences? And what we have to remember sometimes is that when it comes to then entering a new relationship, when we're creating a relationship we've never experienced, we're going to have to become someone we've never been. And when you love someone, you're also choosing to consent to grieving them as well. I've talked about this pretty extensively before in terms of the connection between love and grief. And, and I will reference um, a few episodes uh, that I've done around that in the show notes for you to take a look at because this... You, you, can't, you can't pull apart one from the other. Love and grief will always be deeply intertwined. And that's not convenient. <laughs> and it's not something that we necessarily like to hear because when we're falling in love, we, we just want the love side of things. And it's, it's, the, it's the fear of the potential for pain and grief and everything that can come with that, that can keep us from fully opening in a relationship. But there will always be grief that comes up, even even if you enter into a relationship that is uh, healthy and happy and, and satisfying and fulfilling from now until the day you die, there will still be moments of heartbreak and grief within the context of that relationship. Whether it's grieving the past versions of you, whether it is grieving um, the past versions of, of the relationship itself or, or the past versions of um, your partner that you are engaged with, even, even as you're potentially moving into 
new and and deeper and more beautiful versions of there can still be some grief wrapped up in that even if if we look at the fact that one of you uh i mean one of you could could potentially die at any time obviously that's just the fact of life but inevitably even even if you're together for the next 50 60 70 years one of you is going to die first most likely it's it's pretty rare that you know you won't have a situation where one of you dies before the other one and the other one will be left behind to grieve right like with with great love comes deep grief and that's part of the process it's the natural polarity that is is part of everything in nature it's it's cyclical in that way but something that we have to understand and 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 this this might feel very philosophical for you and and I am going to bring this back to like like much more tangible things for you too like actual tangible tools but we are love like we we go looking for love outside of ourselves all the time we're always looking for love we're like love where are you like come find me I'm waiting like hi (laughs) I'm here (laughs) but we are love we are love in motion And we're devastated when we go through a breakup because we think that love has left us. And obviously, there's a wide variety of reasons why why that is so painful, the ending of a relationship, uh, clearly. But one of one of the core reasons when we really like peel back the layers at layer after layer after layer, one of the very core experiences of deep heartbreak is that we think that love has left us. But love never leaves us. Because we're moving through the world as love. Lo- and, and love is a verb. We co-create even more love with the right person. It's not about waiting for lightning to strike. It's about becoming and creating love. Even more love. Like become the one. As opposed to sitting on your hands waiting for the one. You're it. You are the one. Anyone and everyone else that you choose to welcome into your life is a stunningly beautiful addition that adds even more richness and expansiveness to your life. But you don't have to wait for love to arrive on your doorstep because you're it. You're it. And isn't that, isn't that a, a more empowering way to, to really think about it too? You don't have to agree with me on that, but I want you to kind of just try it on for size because I really, truly do believe that. We have an opportunity with every moment that we that we breathe, breathe life into this world to, to show up with love, to pour love into others, to pour love into the way that we show up in the world from a variety of different contexts. You are love. You are love. And I also want to remind you that you are the chooser. You are the chooser. I've talked about this before. So when you are getting into a a new relationship or, you know, maybe just dating or whatever it is, focus less on whether or not they're into you and more on if you're into them. Yes, there needs to be mutual reciprocity here, obviously, (laughs) for a healthy relationship. We don't want it to be like one-sided, clearly. But sometimes when we get excited about the possibility of finding love, because we've forgotten that we are love. <laughs> when we have those moments, we can spend all of our time and energy focused on the other person going like, do they like me? Are they into me? Uh, but what about you? What about you? Do you actually really like them? Do, do you feel that your values align with them? Is there core level like lifestyle compatibility there? Uh, the chemistry, all of these different factors here that we have to look at. Are you into them? 
Like empower yourself with that knowledge that you are the chooser. You don't have to just sit around waiting for somebody else to come along and choose you. You are the chooser. And yes, we are human. We all want to feel chosen, obviously. It, it, that's part of what creates safety in, in the relationship too. But empower yourself with the knowledge that you are the chooser as much as they are. You, you get to decide that. There's enormous vulnerability that comes with entering into any relationship, any relationship, even platonically. And when we have these moments where we are starting to get into relationships with, with people, we can kind of, and this ties in with like the other person, like, like wanting to be chosen too. We can sort of want the other person to go first because we don't want to risk putting, putting our, our necks on the line because that's scarier right? Like stepping up to be, to be vulnerable first without knowing exactly how, how the other person is going to receive it or how they're going to respond. That's incredibly vulnerable. But the problem is if we keep just sitting around waiting for the other person to always be the one to step up, we can actually start to almost place ourselves up on a pedestal and always expect the other person to go first. Like, come, come reach me, come, come meet me. And then a lot of times what I'll see happening is that will be like, well, no, no one can meet me where I'm at. Well, is that true? Or, or have you actually been showing up in a way that allows the other person to be able to connect with you? And sometimes it's going to mean that we have to be the ones to go first. So if we're always waiting for the other person to take the lead, or if we are holding back for fear of being too much, or, or we're being super reserved in how we express our feelings about them, that that might not lead to healthy connections. And again, it's not a very empowering place to be. When we're just sitting around waiting for somebody else to pick us, you know, like, I don't know, third grade baseball team. <laughs> I was definitely the kid that was picked last for, for some of those things. Like we have to we have to remember that. And and Brene Brown talks about this, and I always find this to be so fascinating. Brene Brown talks about how the most, like one of the most difficult emotions that we can experience is joy. It's joy because we will often almost pre-plan tragedy sometimes. We, we hold back because we're afraid to experience joy because what if it gets taken away? That can actually feel even more vulnerable than anything else which is why it can actually be the most terrifying emotion to experience. She also refers to it as a foreboding joy too. So, you know, if, if you are in an amazing relationship and, and then, or you, you maybe just gave birth um, to the child that you've dreamed of having for years or and any of these amazing things, your, your career is taking off, everything is going so well and you're experiencing joy, but then all of a sudden you almost panic because you're like, oh my God, what if this all gets taken away? Or you start thinking about the the, the awful, terrible ways that it could all be ripped from you or, or whatever it is, right? We, we often in those moments will do whatever we can to minimize our expectations so that we won't end up disappointed or in pain. Now, I've talked about expectations many times. We, we very much need to manage our expectations, 
in life, in relationships, all of all the different ways. We have to manage our expectations. So that is true to a degree. But when we are constantly minimizing our expectations to such a degree that we're not even allowing ourselves to have the full experience of joy, we will end up living a mediocre life. And when you choose to minimize your joy in an effort to reduce potential pain, you're making the active decision to live life in the middle. And that is going to lead to a very mediocre life. Because to me, one of, one of the biggest things that we are here to do as humans is to expand our emotional range. And I have spent so much time, especially in the past few years, at the very depths of myself, in the darkness of pain, when there were moments I didn't know how I was ever going to find my way back to the land of the living. That when I did find my way out, it has meant being able to experience new heights of joy and love and happiness and and gratitude. It's so overwhelming that it can bring me to my knees. That was not the experience that I had of those more, shall we call them positive emotions before I underwent such deep pain. But it expanded the spectrum and range and depth of emotions that I was able to feel. And I would not trade that for anything. We are here to feel. We are humans experiencing the the very expansion of this human experience that we came here to undergo. And when you allow yourself to expand your range of emotions, which is going to mean both directions, again, it's the, the natural the natural polarity of life. It's, it's the balance that is found in everything in nature that, that is going to expand us. That's going to expand us. And what if instead of expending so much energy, fearing the loss of ourselves, we opened to the possibilities of what could happen if we allowed ourselves to be truly seen? while also understanding that we, we cannot control the outcome. And that's, that's difficult to do, but there's, there's an innate acceptance that has to come from deep within ourselves, the acceptance of the possibilities of pain and grief and um, sadness and, and the potential for losing ourselves and all these other things in order to create true, fulfilling connection and love and joy. And when it comes to to how to prevent losing yourself, I have some tools here that I want to give. The first one that I'm going to tell you is to take it slow. Take it slow. It That is the best way to build true intimacy. And and I've I've been in relationships for before where things moved very quickly. Um, right away. And sure, it it can feel good in the moment sometimes where you're getting swept up in it and and it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And and we all will like start to write the whole stories in our heads. And um, it's almost like a a little movie playing out (laughs) in in our own minds, right? Of like how this is going to turn out. And we've all done this. We've all done this. But in my experience, taking it slow is one of the best ways to cultivate 
true intimacy while maintaining your sense of self. Something else is to make sure that your fundamental needs are met. So communication, boundaries, like these are very necessary things here, especially early on. If if you if from the very beginning of the relationship, you are already denying your needs, you are not communicating, you are not setting boundaries, you are not enforcing boundaries, all of those types of things. How do you think that's going to play out over the long term? Not well, I can assure you. I, I, I can promise you. <laughs> I don't often speak in absolutes, but I can promise you that that is not going to go well at all. <laughs> so the and you're also then almost projecting a false sense of yourself and not allowing the other person to truly get to know you. If you are just pretending that things are fine, you're playing the cool girl or the nice guy or whatever, they're, you're not actually allowing someone in and, and that is going to lead to a very surface level connection. That is not going to allow you to deepen into the true sense of self and it can feel safer initially to a degree because you know that you've shielded your true sense of self. You're not you're not allowing the vulnerability of really letting someone in. So you feel a little bit more protected. And that can feel like that's a good way to prevent losing your sense of self, but that's going to backfire real fast. That will not turn out well in the long term. And you will constantly feel unfulfilled and the other person will will sense even energetically somewhat disconnected from you a little bit. Even if they're not fully conscious to it, they will be able to sense that there's a little bit of a disconnect there. So make sure that your fundamental needs are met. Get, get, get clear on what your fundamental needs are and then make sure that they are met. Communicate them. Set the boundaries. Do not start giving up your own life or schedule to suit whatever your partner wants either. This is a really, really important one. The people that I see who lose themselves in relationships are often the ones that stop having their own life of of their own outside of the relationship. So make sure that you maintain spending time with your own friends. Make sure that you are, um, you know, doing things that you enjoy, activities, hobbies, any of those things, exploring your interests, challenge yourself to do things alone sometimes. Prioritize your needs and don't let them fall to the bottom of the to-do list. I know that that how, you know, how exciting it is when you get into a new relationship and you can kind of get into like a little bit of a love bubble and that that's beautiful. That's that's great. That's one of the most amazing things of of finding a person that you are so excited about, right? Just make sure that you are still keeping these other things top of mind. And that you are still holding on to that sense of self and and of who you are for your own sake. Because when you do that for your own sake, your relationship will benefit from it. And if the relationship requires you to completely give over your sense of self, that's probably not the right relationship for you. So getting really clear on the ways that you're showing up. And ultimately, what this comes down to the most is trusting yourself and trusting your journey. This is a theme that I will come back to over and over and over again, because it's truly at the root of everything. It's at the root of everything. Relationships are a mirror. Relationships hold up a mirror to indicate to us the areas of of ourselves that are wounded or... um, 
that we are maybe projecting outwardly or that need a little extra love. You know, there's there's so many different ways that relationships hold up a mirror and allow us an opportunity for growth. And trusting yourself enough to be able to know that you are more than capable of moving through that journey and trusting in who you have become, trusting all of the work that you have already done to get here, trusting in the version of the future version of yourself that you are rapidly moving towards. Like you are the person who is going to get you to where you're going. So if you can't trust the current version of you, trust in the future version of you and recognize that every piece of action you take to get there is like laying a brick in the bridge that is is building the bridge to get to that future version of yourself and and your life and your relationships and whatever. Trust in yourself and in your journey. That is is the most important part because if you've done all kinds of work and you are terrified of having it undone by uh, the possibility of losing yourself when getting into a relationship, know that you are not the person that you once were. And trust in that. Because the person that you once were did all the work to get you here. So having some appreciation of yourself, both both current and past version of you who moved through that, who handled heartbreak, who came out on the other side stronger and better than ever. You've got this. You've got this. Just because you're getting into another relationship does not mean that you are going to lose your entire sense of self. You have the tools at your disposal and as long as you you take it at your own pace, you communicate, you hold boundaries, you get your needs met, you um, spend you know time still doing things just for you, you absolutely have this. You absolutely have this. But just bringing a lot of awareness to this, okay? So there are multiple episodes that really tie in uh, well with this one. There's one that I did last year about why I intentionally spent my birthday alone last year. Um, I got a lot of feedback on that one, actually. So that one is definitely one worth checking out. Um, There's one about uh, spending time alone on purpose. Um, Confident detachment that I did with with my dear friend, uh, Dr. Jay Tita. Um, He and I did a whole relationship series, and we're going to have more coming up up. I, it, I think we're going to do one more soon and then there'll be more next year as well. So, um, all about confident detachment, showing up in a confidently detached way. If you are dating, if you are getting into a relationship, even if you're already in a relationship, that, that episode, uh, I believe it's episode 291 will be absolutely transformative. So go check that one out. There's an episode about standards, boundaries, and expectations, the differences between the two, um, how to cultivate healthy relationships while being truly seen, I've got all kinds of stuff in the show notes for you. So go check it out wherever you're listening to this or over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And I can't wait to hear the feedback on this one. And let me know, like, have have you ever lost yourself in, in a relationship? Have you or are you currently dealing with fear of, of losing yourself again? And how are you combating that? Like, let me know. I'd really like to hear to hear from you on this. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, you can also always email me at info at emilygoffcoaching.com and sending you so much love for your day today and we'll be back soon.
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.